Uh, and it's come down to this. It's come down to this. After 40 years of being a part of this church family, after 33 and a half years of, of being your minister, after approximately 1,500 sermons, <laughs> I stand before you today one last time with one last message. So what do you talk about on the last day after 40 years? You know, uh, of being a part of something. What do you, what, what do you, how do you conclude in a 30-minute sermon or something like that, a 40-minute sermon? Cer certainly you don't talk about <laughs> 50, I don't know. Hey, we got all day. We got all day. Uh, certainly you don't talk about your normal topics. You know, I'm not going to teach about baptism or <laughs> tithing or, uh, or we're, we're not going to walk through the book of Philippians. All those, those would all be interesting topics, and, and uh, we, we, we've done those. Now, you don't talk about those kind of things. When, it, when I thought and prayed about what, what do I need to say today, well, I felt led to talk about four things. And for your convenience, if you're taking notes, they all start with the letter R. So, here we go. The first one is a given. Uh, remembrance. Remembrance. There's a lot of memories built into 40 years. If you've done anything for 40 years, man, you think about everything that happened during that time. It's a lot. <clears throat> Jack and I, and 11-month-old Chris, uh, he doesn't remember it, but he was there. <laughs> we began attending Stony Brook the last Sunday of December, 1982. We had just come uh, back from Turkey, stationed in Turkey in the Air Force, and uh, we got stationed at Goldsboro, and we came here that, that last Sunday of the year. Uh, I was just 23 years old, and Jackie was 20. Now think about this. Six months before that, Jackie was a teenager. We were stationed at Seymour Johnson in Goldsboro, and we decided to attend church here in Wilson. We were meeting in a storefront building on Highway 58. It's the building that's right beside Amy Joe's restaurant, if you know where that is. Looked very different than it does look now. Than it looks now. Um, and here's a, a look at that, of what it looked, a, a picture of what it looked like. That's the auditorium. Uh, if you look out that back door, that's Highway 58. Um, or Nash Street, and if you look right here, that's Marie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's a couple of other people that, that I know that you probably wouldn't know. Uh, Alfred, Alfred Williams right there. Uh, there's John right there. Um, and, uh, and Margaret, I mean, uh, uh, Margaret uh, Williams right there. Some of you remember them. Um, Let's go to the next picture. <clears throat> this is, before Jackie and I came, this is the day that Stony Brook was chartered, uh, the, the day it began. Uh, that's looking at the pulpit area of that same room. And there's a couple of people there you might recognize. Really, well, there's John right there. He looked a little younger. That's Clarence. He was here last week. Uh, and, of course, there's, there's a bunch of other people. J Joe Atkinson, who was one of our elders, Elton Williams, uh, Greg, ba uh, Greg Bagley. Um, who's that guy? 
Anybody know who he is? He is. <laughs> that was uh, Jimmy Johnson. He was there. Uh, uh, that's uh, Jolly. What was his first name? Dave Jolly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of people. There. This this was in uh, 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 April of 1978, the day the church started. And we had that uh, Lord's Supper picture for forever. I think we finally got rid of it. Uh, Jackie, Chris, and I, uh, and later in 1984, Jason, uh, who's here today, we worshiped in that building uh, those, from those pictures uh, for about three years. Uh, how many here today worshiped in that building? Raise your hand. All right, Marie, Jim. Jason, Chris, uh, Diane, Jan, okay, Karen, is Karen, where's Karen? She was there, she's back in the back, okay, Karen, I think, didn't she, she was there, I think, so just a handful of us remember worshiping in that storefront building there on Highway 58, um, and it was during this time uh, that Jackie led her first Christmas youth program. Uh, with some of the kids that were there during that time. It was called Listen to the Voices. And I still remember the, the main song. Listen, listen, listen to the voices. Listen, listen. What's the, the rest? Can you hear the sound? <laughs> we had tambourines. and well, Jan, were you in that? Yeah. Jan wasn't in that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was our first venture into having a special program during that time. Um, I served as a deacon during that time and also on the steering committee. That's what we called our leadership well before we had elders. In 1984, we made plans to, to build our very first building that you're sitting in right now, this, this, this part here, on our property that they had bought before Jackie and, and I came here. Uh, paid about, I don't know, $65,000 for it. It'd be interesting to know how much it's worth now. Um, uh, and it was built here, it was built in the Stony Brook subdivision. So people have, said, have, have often asked me, why is it called Stony Brook? Well, this is the Stony Brook subdivision of Wilson, that's why. How proud we were to have our own building that we could go to each week whenever we needed to. It was small, it was modest, but it was ours. And here's a picture of the groundbreaking that day. And I was there for that. That's me right there with my little mustache. Uh, there's Earl, uh, Marie's brother. Uh, is that John? That looks like John right there. He had shorts on. Uh, uh, so, and there's other people there that, that day. We all stood out there. And the, the shovel that Clarence used and one of those guys is using is still is in our library. And we use that sh we've used that shovel all three groundbreakings we've had. Got a display because Clarence wanted it that way. Um, that was in uh, October of 1984. Uh, there are many memories of those first years in this building. One of my favorite was the children's musical that we did called Cool in the Furnace. Now, you remember that one. Who, anybody else here in Cool in the Furnace except Jan? You want to sing some of the songs for us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool in the Furnace was about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it was a puppet, a puppet program. Were you in it, Vicky? Yeah. You were in it. Okay, and the boys, I, my boys were in it, yeah. Um, 
It was a puppet and live action uh, drama. I thought, I thought we did a fantastic job with that. Um, and I still remember the song for that. Uh, it isn't hot in the furnace, man. It isn't hot in the furnace, man. This furnace is cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, I got to play my bass and wear dark glasses. And During that time, Jackie, Jackie's father, Hover Steins, was the, the minister here. And it was during that time, influenced by my father-in-law, Homer, that I decided to go to get out of active duty Air Force and, and go into the ministry. So I went back to Bible College uh, in Elizabeth City to finish my training. <clears throat> and we traveled here every weekend. Uh, and I, I served as a part-time youth minister for two years here during that time. And during my senior year in, in Bible college, Homer decided that he was going to leave and go serve at a new church plant down at the beach, Sunrise Church of Christ, which my son is the, ma the pastor of right now. Uh, he went down there to, to sort of take over that, that uh, ministry. And Stony Brook needed a preacher, needed a minister. They approached me and asked me if I was interested, and I was. So on January the 1st, 1989, I preached my first sermon. Now, I don't remember the topic of that sermon that day or how well I did, but I do remember one thing. I remember that week, Diane Boston sent me a card in the mail, and she may have fudged a little bit, but she said I did a good job. <clears throat> and I appreciate that. I still, I still remember that today. I wish I'd kept that thing. I might have it somewhere in all that mess we've got. <clears throat> yes, with a shovel. Uh, I would love to listen to that first sermon and compare it to the to, to ones now, 1,500 sermons later. Uh, it was during the, the 90s that we really decided to bump it up at Christmas time with what we eventually called the outdoor drama. Now, how many of y'all were in an outdoor drama of some kind? Yeah, <laughs> you fell off the cross. I don't remember that. Oh, that was Justin said that? Okay, all right. Okay, okay. I, I guess I had forgotten about that. Okay. <laughs> the outdoor drama. Uh, so for about 10 years, every Christmas, we would build these sets out in the, in, the, in the yard back there. We would borrow about three sets of bleachers from schools. We would build uh, spotlight towers out of, out of scaffolding and borrow spotlights from schools. Sometimes we'd borrow a donkey. His name was Sam. Man, I, he was a cool donkey. Uh, we set up a corral out back and kept him in there during the week. Uh, and for three nights during December, two shows a night, we would present the message of Christ to our community for all those who would come. The dramas always included the birth of Jesus, also the death and resurrection of Jesus. One year we had an ascension of Jesus, played by Terry Dunamut, who was Jesus, uh, hoisted up about 30 feet on the end of a rope <laughs> by, by his uh, brother-in-law, Alan Booth. <laughs> uh, 
And all those dramas were mixed with, with a, a Bible story and, and often a modern-day story as we told uh, the, the message of Jesus through those. Many nights we stood huddled around kerosene heaters behind the sets, remember that? With lots of layers of clothes under our costumes to keep us warm. I have two favorite memories of the outdoor drama. One involved Sam the donkey. Uh, Sam uh, was, had done his job the last night of the last drama that year. Sam had done, done his job. He had transported Mary to Bethlehem. And so he was done, and somebody took him behind the bleachers just to wait till the end of the program. And uh, it was the, that crucial moment at the very end of the drama where you drove home the message, and a lot of times there'd be some tears and like, Oh my, this, this just means that people were going to make a commitment to serve Christ right there at the end. And it was just about to come to that point. Well, Sam had been here all week in this little corral, and he wanted to go home. And about that crucial moment, his owner drove up in his diesel pick truck pulling a trailer, and Sam recognized that truck. Of all the trucks, he recognized that truck. And he started braying. <laughs> Nobody heard the end of that drama. <clears throat> but he was a happy donkey, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the, uh, the second memory I have involves my dad. My dad, uh, it was one of the last dramas we did, and my dad, was, bless his heart, was suffering from dementia. But my mom drug him out here anyway, because <clears throat> uh, she wanted to be here, and she wanted him to be there. So it was time for them to go out and sit in the cold. It was freezing cold that night, and, and mom and dad were wrapped up in, in coats and blankets, and they, they went out, and they sat on the bleacher waiting for the drama to start. And my dad looked over to my mom, and he said, what are we doing sitting out here? <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Hundreds of people heard the gospel during those dramas, uh, and we had lots of fun doing them, too. Later, we got wise, and we moved inside where it was warm. And for about nine years, we did a dessert theater inside where we uh, watched the drama about, about Christ and a uh, message of the gospel and also enjoyed a delicious dessert. Uh, same idea as the outdoor, but just warmer. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, uh, dessert theaters was led by Jackie uh, when she uh, presented or, or led, directed the musical Back to the Manger. Uh, how many of y'all were in Back to the Manger? Got a few. Got a few. I know Joe was in it and some others. Uh, that, that involved a lot of kids and a lot of adults as well. 2015 was the gifts of Christmas, and we were introduced to Merry Christmas Maniac, played by Bruce Lafferty. <laughs> uh, Bruce was a uh, Lewis. He was or Louis Lewis, I think, and he uh, he he. That's a body cast. If you don't recognize what that is, he uh, he was at a store, uh, and he uh, his character was at a store, and the the cashier said. Uh, happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas and it made him mad and he got up on top of the counter and he gave a speech about Jesus and he slipped and fell and broke a bunch of bones 
and uh, that's a, and so he had to wear a body cast. And so he, his whole character was sitting in a chair uh, in a body cast. And then the last one that we did this past uh, Christmas was called Between the Giants. That was one of my favorites, too. A lot of you guys were in that. Y'all did such a great job. Uh, and it was very special because I, I knew at the time, even though you didn't, that it was going to be my last. And for 12 years, we offered upward flag football to our community. Uh, every Saturday in September and October, we welcomed over 100 kids to our campus and their parents and grandparents and friends um, <clears throat> where they found a safe, godly, fun place to play, to cheer, to enjoy family time together, to learn about Jesus. It was hard work for all of us, some of the hardest work that, that I've ever done, uh, but it was extremely rewarding to know that, that families were being blessed by this ministry of Upward Flag Football. And cheerleading, Vicki. And, and cheerleading. One of my favorite memories of Upward uh, is the joy that was given to many kids who weren't necessarily great athletes. Uh, one of the cool things about Upward was no matter what your athletic skill level was, you got to stay on the field as long as the best players on the team. That's just the way it worked. And, and in particular, a couple of years, we had this one handicapped young man who could hardly walk, much less run. But he was out on the field as much as anybody else. And we would always arrange for him to be able to carry the ball uh, uh, two or three times. And it just meant the world to him and his parents. And there were many situations like that that was, were such a blessing. I've had the honor of officiating in many funeral services of those who have passed on to their eternal reward uh, from Stony Brook. Of course, they were sad times for all of us, uh, but it was always a blessing to me to be a part of your family for a short time and, and share in that memory with you, to listen to the memories of your loved one, to share a message of hope. I've had the honor of uh, officiating at many weddings here at Stony Brook. Well, some, how many of y'all did I officiate at your wedding? Okay, okay, all right. All right. Um, it, what a joyful occasion those times were. Um, one of my favorite ones was really not a regular wedding. It was a renewal of vows for Mike and Lori Tetterton. Uh, there was a small crowd. We were here. Uh, we, all, we were all dressed up, a little bit of decorations around. I uh, had a decoration right back here with some candles. And right in the middle of the service, the, the, the flowers caught on fire. <laughs> and so, of course, we had to take a brief pause to put the fire out. <laughs> and then, oh, I wish he could have because he missed out on a really good ceremony, I'm going to tell you. But the, that, that was a great memory, and I have many other great memories of the weddings that we did. Um, yeah, ever since then. Ever since then. <laughs> uh, of course, most of us remember the, most of us remember the challenge of, of dealing with COVID back in 2020. That's freshest on our mind, isn't it? Uh, for 12 straight weeks, we worshiped together on Facebook, as so many churches did. 
for 12 weeks, I preached to a camera <laughs> with only uh, just a handful of people, a crew here helping out, Mike, Diana, AJ, and Karen. Uh, they, were, they were here to listen, but everybody else was at home. Um, we used re recorded uh, music from old services that we just happened to have for our, our music. But it worked out, and we were, we were so thankful when that was over. Uh, other things we did during the, 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 the pandemic was drive-by celebrations that we had with, uh, with Ann uh, Flowers and, and others. Uh, uh, drive-by farewells with the mans. That was, that was fun. We made hello videos and played them each Sunday uh, to, to, so people could at least see our face uh, on the screen. And we counted the days when we could be back together uh, in person to worship, and it finally came. And of course, the most joy, the most joy from the past 40 years and 33 years of ministry is the many who have accepted Jesus as their Savior here at Stony Brook. The many who will be in heaven with us because of the teaching and the ministry and the godly examples that they heard and saw here at Stony Brook. It gives me joy to, to see the many who grew up at Stony Brook and are now in full-time ministry. Got a couple of them here this morning, my sons. Um, but there's others as well. I'll, I'll name a couple of them in, in a little bit. Uh, but there's also those who maybe they didn't go into full-time ministry, but they, got, they, they left and grew up and they went and served the Lord here and in other places as well. Um, that's been a great joy to me to see those who are carrying on the legacy of serving Christ because of their experience here. Just a fraction, a fraction. You know, think of all the memories you have in 40 years. There's just a few that I wanted to share with you today. And I'll keep them with me no matter where I go and what I do. The second word that starts with an R is relationships. Relationships. You know, over 40 years, you... Uh, we, we've seen many, many, many people walk through those doors from that, that old storefront on 58 to this building. Uh, lots of people walk through those doors to worship here at Stony Brook. Some were just visiting, uh, like our friend today who's here. Uh, some are, are, are passing through uh, and just stop in to worship. Some, are, some stayed and, and became a part of our family and, or, or, and stayed for you're still here, or maybe you stayed until your, your job changed and you had to move. Um, during that time, I've developed relationships with so many of you. Uh, it'd be difficult, impossible for me to try to list all the people that we've known. I wouldn't even be able to remember all of them, but surely I'd leave somebody out. So it's impossible for me to list them all. But I will say that Stony Brook has been a true family for Jackie and I, filled with people who have blessed our lives in so many ways. Those who came before you, uh, many who have passed away and we miss them, those who are here now, what a blessing you are. Um, well, I can't mention every friendship and relationship individually. I do want to mention a few this morning. And the first one has to be John Boston. Now, John, is John watching on Facebook? Okay, all right, okay. So, John, you, you'll be watching it later, so this is for you, okay, buddy? John couldn't be here today. He had a health issue, and he's in the hospital. But Diane's here, and Jan uh, 
and Tyson are here and, and their, their, their daughters. But, um, so, John, this is for you that you can listen to later. Um, John, you, and let me, I'll just say this to the camera because he'll be watching it later. John, you have, you've, you have been here since the beginning. You were a part of those first brave souls who were led to organize a group of people into the body of Christ here in Wilson. For 40 years, you have been my friend, my mentor, my fellow servant, later my boss. <laughs> You've had my back. You've been my sounding board. You've been my listening ear. You've been my advisor. You've given me constructive criticism. That was my favorite. <laughs> when I needed help, you, John, were there. When I needed advice, you were there. John, you and I have been through a lot together over the past 40 years. We were together during many of your injuries. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, I was just going to talk about that. I missed the finger. John, John, you lost your finger here, here as we were remodeling the lobby a few years ago. I missed that for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, I missed when you fell out of the tree, <clears throat> cutting limbs, John. Jimmy was there for that, weren't you? Yeah, Jimmy was there for that. You all right, John? Um, but I was there, John, when you sliced your finger open, uh, building the garage, and you went and got stitches with no anesthesia because you're in a hurry. I was there when you fell out of the back of my truck and bounced off the ground. <laughs> uh, when we were unloading something, John, I'm sorry, I laughed. <laughs> I was there, of course, when, you, when I screwed your finger to the sign. That was my fault, Diane. That was my fault. Not right through his finger, but like a big washer. You know, then he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but no matter the bumps and the bruises from injury or from your recent health issues, John, you have been a rock for Stony Brook Christian Church. A rock. And you've been a rock for me. So, John, thank you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Joe and Steve. Where's Joe? Where's your, there's Joe. Joe and Steve. Joe and Steve. There you go. I lost my safe place for a second. Okay. <laughs> You know, no church could have better elders than Joe and Steve and John, because John was an elder for, for most of my time here. Um, God designed the church to be led, to be overseen, to be pastored by elders. According to 1 Timothy chapter 3, elders are to be godly men of great character, and there's a whole list of qualifications for an elder. So Joe, Steve, and John, you, John, have fulfilled your roles 
as leaders of Christ Church here in Wilson in the way that God intended. You've been my boss, but you've also been my friend. You've been my partners in ministry. You know, even a minister needs a minister. Someone to call on, someone to talk to, someone to to be concerned about my well-being. You have been all of that and more. And John, you too. Not only have you been great overseers and pastors to Stony Brook Christian Church, but you have been my pastor as well. A congregation is only as good as its leadership. And you have answered God's call to be the leaders that we needed. Thank you, Joe and Steve and John. Sherry Haggerty. Sherry has been our music director for many years. How many years? <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I was just going to say, she tried to quit. She tried to resign a few years ago. But when she saw that we couldn't find somebody to replace her, she withdrew her resignation. <laughs> and she continues to serve today, as you saw this morning. Sherry's a volunteer complete volunteer, but given the amount of time and energy and prayer that you put into the music ministry, you'd think that she was a paid staff. Probably there's a lot of paid staff that don't work as hard as she does. Sherry has a heart for giving praise to God, and it can be seen every week when we gather to worship as she pours herself into the songs and the scriptures that we sing and that we read. Sherry, you and I have been through a lot together through the years. Uh, like those early days when I used to frustrate you with my forgetfulness and with my bad habit of not keeping you informed about changes at the last minute. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there with me, even during those times. I hope I got better as I got older. Thanks to Sherry, we have seen our music program grow from a, a piano and a song leader in the beginning to a pretty decent band. And a skilled tech team in the back um, that faithfully are prepared to lead us to worship in worship every Sunday. So thank you, Sherry, for the music and for your friendship and for your encouragement. Leslie Lafferty. Right back here. Leslie is our church secretary. Uh, she follows a long line of great past administrators for Stony Brook, uh, going back to our very first one, Arlene Hogue, uh, who was a volunteer. She just sat in an L-shaped desk out in the, fellowship, in the middle of the fellowship hall uh, for, for several years, and she volunteered for two or three days a week. How many, how many days did you volunteer? Three days a week, yeah, three days a week. And she was followed by Gloria Fry, who started out as a volunteer, but then became our very first paid secretary. Uh, uh, and then she was followed by Brittany Johnson, who served several years faithfully. So Arlene, Gloria, and Brittany, great administrators that we had here for our church family. And I thank you all. Thank you for all the hard work that you did during those times as secretary. But Leslie has been our secretary for the, almost five years, she said. 
She too has, has been a great servant for our church family. She keeps us organized. She keeps us on schedule. Uh, she keeps us informed. She keeps us coordinated. <laughs> she is the first contact that many have when they call or when they stop by the office. Leslie, you have helped me stay on track. You have reminded me of things that I've forgotten or, or things that I didn't think about. If I needed a document or a poster or a game for a Valentine party, you were on it like radar on MASH before I even asked. <laughs> Leslie, thank you for your commitment, for making Stony Brook look good, <laughs> staying stocked on all the supplies that we need, staying on schedule, all with a friendly voice and a pleasant smile. And by the way, doing all that while homeschooling Riley at the same time. Clarence and Marie Williams. Clarence was here last week. Clarence, if you're watching or if you show it, somebody can show it to him next week, make sure you do. Clarence, we love you. They're so special, Clarence and Marie, um, for Jackie and I, for several reasons. First, Marie and I go way back to when I was born. Marie knew me uh, before I was born, if you can do that. She was a teenager at our home church in, in, at Scuppernong Church of Christ in Crestwell uh, when I came home from the hospital. And she was there that first Sunday that I came to church. Um, she and Clarence ended up here in Wilson because of work. And they have both been faithful servants uh, of Christ here at Stony Brook. Uh, they were charter members. Uh, they, along with John, are the only charter members that still attend here today you have been family to us since we arrived marie if you know marie you know a couple of things about marie you know she likes to talk and you know that she's thinking about you because you've probably received a thank you note or a car or some kind of encouragement card from her over the years probably many that's one of her ministries, is sending cards. In fact, Jackie got one at our new residence in, in Ransomville the other day. Uh, so that's our first one. <laughs> Thanks, Marie. If you know Clarence, you know a couple of things about him. You know he likes to tell jokes. And you know that, that he cares about people and their needs. Even while living in the rest home for the last several years, Clarence has tried to be friendly and kind to with, a, with a, a, a kind word, as I've been visiting, the staff will come in and he'll light it with a smile and say something nice to them uh, and, and helps them have a little joy in their life. He recently, because of a, one of his fellow residents, he, he wanted to give her some joy and so he had a, a, it was, a was it a cross? A cross that he wrote um, John 3.16 on and Marie wouldn't let him have a, a wood-burning iron. <laughs> so he was determined he was going to write, burn John 3.16 onto this cross. And so he went over to the window with a magnifying glass. <laughs> he wrote out John 
And one dot at a time, he burned John 3.16 into that cross. And he did a really good job. I tried, I tried just one dot, and it took me forever just to even, it, it wouldn't even burn at all, so I can't imagine how much time he spent. Claire, Marie and Clarence, thank you. Thank you for your loyalty and commitment to the work of Christ here at Stony Brook. Your encouragement, your support, your friendship for me and Jackie. Thank you. And last but not least, my wife Jackie. Yep. Jackie never wanted to be a preacher's wife. <laughs> not in a million years. We were both preacher's kids. And her mother, of course, was a preacher's wife, and she saw what her mother would go through, and she did not want to do that. So when we got married, I was in the Air Force, and she was okay with being a, an Air Force wife. But when God eventually led me into ministry, Jackie committed with me to serve God as preacher and preacher's wife. Jackie's been my best friend, my most faithful encourager, my critiquer, my voice of reason, my partner, my anchor. I could have not have made it three and a half years without you, much less 33 and a half years. Through the years, Jackie has served here as a musician, youth leader, Sunday school teacher, children's church leader, interpreter, small group leader, online Bible study leader, youth musical director, nursery teacher, organizer, and much more. You did it all, usually better than I could ever do it. Jackie, thank you for serving alongside me all these years and for loving me and putting up with me. I love you, and I look forward to spending many years of retirement with you. The third word that starts with an R is results. Results. After 40 years as a member of the family here and 33 years of ministry, what are the results that we've seen and experienced here? You know, I, I never wanted to be one of those uh, charismatic, in-your-face kind of preachers, you know, that draws people in by the power of his giant personality. I couldn't do that if I tried. <laughs> I've always seen myself as a fellow servant of Christ. Not as some set-apart leader trying to, to be above everybody else. Never, ever wanted anything like that. I've always gone out of my way to put things in the context of we, us, you and me, together. We're in this together. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us doing it all together. Together we deal with our weaknesses. Together we work to serve Christ. And so when I think of results... I think of the things we did together to make the church work, to make the body of Christ move and function. So what are some things we've done together, Stony Brook? Well, together we've shared the message of Jesus through teaching, preaching, godly examples, as, as parents to our children, as co-workers with those we work with, as actors, musicians, technicians, volunteers for Upward, our giving. As the body of Christ, we have seen hundreds accept Christ 
as their Savior and go on to serve him here at Stony Brook and other places where they might land in life. And the latest of which was Caitlin White, who was baptized last Saturday. In our giving, we've helped spread the gospel in Ghana, India, Cameroon, France, Goldsboro. <laughs> we've helped educate workers on the field through giving to Mid-Atlantic Christian University, which has included all of our ministers, me, Dean, Frank, Chris, Seth, and Lance. We've, we've sent many from Stony Brook, our Stony Brook family into full-time ministry, like Lance, like my two sons, Chris and Jason, who are here today, Glenn Crocker, Brian Harris, Sean Williams, many others. We've sent others from among us, our children and people who have moved on to other places. We've sent them to serve in local congregations using what they learned from us here at at Stony Brook, wherever they ended up as a servant of Christ. During 12 years of Upward, we provided hundreds of families with the joy of having a safe place to play, to cheer, to learn about Jesus. Where the most important thing was not winning, but learning to have fun in a godly way. We've seen so many join the ministry of Christ here at Stony Brook using their spiritual gifts, their talents, their desire to serve in whatever way they can. The church is a body of believers working together to serve Christ. That's what we are. Some teach, some cook, some clean, some organize, some create, some volunteer in the community, some repair, some sing, some play, some host, some provide for needs, and the list goes on. I have never ever felt alone in serving here at Stony Brook because of you. I have been a part of a great team that makes the body of Christ work like it's supposed to. And the last word that begins with an R is resolve. Resolve. Jesus said that as we talked about in our Eats with Sinners series, that he resolutely went up to Jerusalem to die, to die. He made up his mind, and nothing was going to turn him away from it. He was resolved to do it. You know, it's great to look back and to celebrate good memories and things that God gave us success in for the years past. But, of course, we can't live in the past because we'll die if we live in the past. We... we glance back briefly we thank God for what happened and what he did for us and then we turn our focus on today and what God has in store for us tomorrow so to close this morning I'm going to simply read the words of Paul as he encourages the churches that he worked at and that he wrote letters to a lot of these words I'm going to read today are his final thoughts this morning, I offered these same words that Paul wrote to them, to you, as you serve Christ here at Stony Brook. To the church in Galatia and to the church at Stony Brook. Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 
Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. To the church at Ephesus and to the church at Stony Brook. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. For you were once darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. To the church at Rome and to the church at Stony Brook. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will reap heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. To the church at Colossae and to Stony Brook. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another, in all wisdom, singing 
psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. To the church at Thessalonica and to Stony Brook. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. To the church at Corinth and to Stony Brook. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Father God, we thank you so much for your word and for the encouragement we have in it. These words that, that we just read from your servant Paul are, are words that, that span the, the ages of time that call all of us to serve you to the best of our ability with all of our might in love and in peace. Lord, I just pray that wherever we go, wherever Jackie and I go, wherever, uh, whatever you, you present for the family here at Stony Brook, that we'll always keep these things in mind and we'll be the kind of servant you want us to be as we are resolved to follow you, to continue to share the gospel of Jesus with those who don't know him, to help them find the hope that they can only have through him. And so, Lord, bless this, this church family. Bless them as they continue to serve. Uh, as they continue to move forward in you. Thank you for the past, Lord. Thank you for the wonderful memories that we have of, of how you've worked through us through the years. I thank you, and, and Jackie, we thank you for this family that we've loved and that has loved us, has been there for us, and we've tried to be there for them. Uh, Lord, so much to think about and be thankful for. Thank you for Stony Brook with all it means to us. Lord, we, we do all this because we all have one common cause, and that is Jesus Christ whom we serve. May we continue to do so. We ask all this in Jesus' name.